0: You're listening to the A3K Network on Anime3000.com.
1: Welcome to an episode of the Manga Corner on Anime3000.com. Today we're here with a special guest star from a different podcast.
0: Hi guys, I'm, uh, I'm Colton, and I am the host of Life Lessons, the Gintaba Manga Cast, and, and another, another Adventure, Dragon Ball Manga in Review.
1: So we're going to jump right into it. Uh, this episode is called Mean Worlds because of basically some outer worlds coming into our world and or the fictional mm-hmm. world of Gintama and World Trigger. And actually, I'd like to ask Colton uh, a little question. Um so from we're going to start with Gintama. What do you think you can take from Gintama if it's if there's anything like either trivial or something that's very important, what can you take from Gintama?
0: I think definitely one thing I can take from Gintama is that nobody is perfect. And I say that because I'm also going to go into a little bit why I think Gintoki, uh, the main character of the series, obviously, uh, makes for a very, um, interesting shonen protagonist compared to most is that obviously if you're a fan of the show and you keep up with the series, you know how fourth wall breaking Gintama can be at times, m- m- pretty much 90% of the time is very fourth wall breaking and Gintoki pretty much has, you know, main character powers and, you know, he can't die, but even, even with his main character powers, and even though he ends up winning his fights most of the time, there, it, it takes him a couple of tries, you know, like, um, like for example, in Benny Zakra, it takes him two or three times, if I remember co- uh, correctly, to actually defeat whoever he is fighting in that particular arc. Even though he has so much experience, um, especially in combat, seeing as how he was in the, um, in the Joey War a couple of years prior to the start of the series, even with his experience in the war, that he, he will not win his fights the first time most of the time. Even though I believe that Gintoki at the start of the series kind of, kind of has already had his character development, I think we can assume. He's probably still kind of learning even as the series goes on, even after the events of the Joey War. And whatever happened to him in the past that we still don't know because sometimes the series is as vague as shit. But um
1: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of vague. But I think that's just the the quality of, of Japanese it's, life. <laughs> like, it's
0: I, I also feel like it's a it's a it's a draw, you know, because obviously a lot of fans are very interested in Gintoki's past and the exact events that have happened. I mean, we get a we get a little taste of uh, what happens every once in a while, but we, but well, we still don't have the full, uh, background at all on the events of the Joey War.
1: So, do you feel that, that like, Gintama, you said that nobody is perfect. That's true, that's just a lot yes. of taken in general, especially him being a main character, and then him also being this kind of almost, I wanna say lazy ass, but I would say like, really just kind of,
0: I'd call him a lazy ass um, i think I think he's mostly lazy, but when it comes to his work and when it comes to whatever job he's given to him uh by a client that he will he will finish his jobs to the end because that's just the kind of guy he is, especially if he forms some kind of camaraderie with his client, which happens a lot because there will be times where his client will show something respectable about him or. Him or herself, and Gintoki will very much respect that about about his client, which I feel like makes him want to finish his job all the more. I, I guess it's also that, in again, he just, he just generally likes to finish whatever job he's taking on. No, no matter how lazy he is, he doesn't he won't usually half ass his work at least.
1: That's always good. Especially since it's a Japanese manga, so. uh Oh yeah. <laughs> actually, it's really funny because, you know, Gintama is actually set in the Edo period in Japan, and Edo period, a lot of it was pretty much focused on trying to establish some kind of order, but there's a lot of disorder, you know, trying to employ all oh, the yeah. samurai and stuff, so I feel like that this sense of perfection, especially in Japanese Edo period, or it, it really is a really strong feature, and In most manga,
0: but especially in this
1: one, it becomes really
0: apparent. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, yeah, because, uh, if, if there's anything that I think we could take from this series is that everyone in this series is far from perfect. Like, really everyone in this series is the worst person. Or there's, or there's something about them that even though they're good, or they're generally good people, there's always something about them that just makes them seem like the biggest asshole you know
1: what, i think it's kind of the opposite i think they're you know all of them are just like real big assholes or regular people but then like there's this one redeeming future that they have and that's kind of it you know that's how i feel about them but uh I think, okay i could see that yeah if i think in Tama, though i think him by himself he's kind of like the he really is kind of just the the main the person who, who makes everyone move around and do things, and it's really weird, oh, yeah. weird because he's he has kind of the same qualities as the main character from GTO, and it's really mm-hmm. it's really weird. It's like it's really comedic, but at the same time, underneath all of that, there's something very serious, and you know, underneath all of it, so. So I feel like that but I think that it's just a time period that makes it so different you know even though it has all the stuff we have like TVs and spaceships and yeah. things like that you know all these you know things you find scooters you know all these things that are from cell everyday. phones yeah cell phones and then cashier you know cash registers of course you can find cashiers anywhere but I
0: think a I think a Blu-ray player in one episode
1: oh yeah they're like oh I gotta record this episode this anime or something I'm like dude who cares you're about to get killed you know <laughs> like, but <laughs> Then it's still an Edo period, and you know, they still have a lot, the clothes are still from Edo period, you know, but Mm -hmm. it's, you know what, you know what I find really funny about this series too? Is that they have these, uh, was it Amantos, which are the the aliens that come and the shoguns? Yes. The shogunate allows Mm -hmm. them to come in and they kind of just take over everything. They, they're, they're, you know, like aristocrats, right? They're kind of like, oh, I'm hotshot or whatever, but. They're, Pretty much. Yeah, but then they're kind of like the assholes without a redeeming quality. So they're definitely they're only perfect in being an asshole. <laughs> That's
0: it. <laughs> they really are.
1: Yeah. So um, they're they're
0: just they're just power hungry.
1: Yeah, definitely. And and it, it's it's kind of funny I think when you look at it and it's kind of like these animals are and these really strange people are not really people. They're aliens, you know. But, you know, all the samurai Mm -hmm. stuff and Japanese people, they're hard working, but asshole-ish people still, you know. (laughs) Like, that's really funny. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, do you have another life lesson from Gintama?
0: Hopefully this won't be repeating too much of what we were just talking about. And now now that you bring it up, something else I can take from the series is that no matter how big of an asshole someone can be, that that doesn't mean that they're Always bad people. Actually, now that I think about it, I have a, I have a very good example of this. I've noticed about most, um, antagonists that, uh, Sirachi, the author writes is that, yeah, they're, they're villains and, and they do some pretty horrible stuff, but there's always some kind of weird, hidden, good intention of, under what they're doing. There, there's always a reason, there, there's a reason that you can sympathize with. It's not it's not like how normal villains are where they're like I am the villain and I think everything I do is right and even though no one else agrees with me I I am I still feel like I'm right and that's all that matters. <laughs> um, whereas characters in Gintama um I think a good example of this would be um Jiraiya from the Red Spider arc where he wanted his student Skuyo to basically shine and really um, bring out her uh, bring out her potential in combat and just her general potential. Um, whereas Jiraiya obviously went about it a very, very screwed up way. One of those things being faking his own death during the burning of Yoshiwara and having Skuyo believe all this time that he's dead only to just come back years later hmm. Is- just to kind of check up on her or whatever.
1: So it's kind of a... a- opposite of of what, like, uh, the usual villain is, you know, the classic villain, which is just like, I'm the bad guy, that's it, I, you really don't need to care about my life story or my background no. or why I did something, I'm just the bad guy, and then you're the good guy, though, so you we should care about that, but I guess it's kind of changing, especially with Gintama and stuff like that.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess when I really think about it, that's also something I can get out of the series is that even the people who do the worst things... Don't always end up being the worst person in the end. Even if you don't agree with the way they go about things, they always have some kind of reason for doing the things that they do. Whether it's a good or bad reason is debatable, but like, um, I guess another quick example I could use would be Ito from the Shinsengumi crisis arc, where at first you think, Oh, he's just a giant asshole who wants to basically take over the Shinsengumi and show up Hijikata. But when we finally to learn about his backstory, we find out that, oh, he doesn't, he's not just an attention whore, he wants attention because he never got it, even though he's actually really talented. And all he ever really wanted was not just someone to notice him, but someone that he can share a bond with. And sadly enough, he never really had that as a child. He would be praised, there will always be people who are jealous of him, and they'll just give him shit for basically being good at whatever he's good at. Hell, there's even a point where, um, his, he overhears his mother talking about how his, his, Ito's brother is, is sick and why does Ito have to be so much better than him? I wish I never gave birth to him. Oh, wow. And I, and I love it. I love that particular moment in the series because Ito's dad's kind of, Ito's dad supposedly is being the sane one where he's kind of like, hey dear, you know, he, what if he hears you and his mom's just like, I don't give a shit. I wish I never had him. <laughs> there are characters who just, want something worthwhile but because of their past and the way maybe they were brought up that they go about it in the most basically fucked up way
1: yeah i i think that the a series that that kind of goes with the gintama like villains especially is a like like death note where you have light the main character he's doesn't want the world to to you know keep Falling down to this really low level of scum, you know, and so mm-hmm. he picks up the death note and you know starts killing people. Well, of course you're a villain now, dude, but um, you had a, yeah. originally you had a good intention. Just your execution was an execution, so you can't really do that. (laughs) No kidding. (laughs) And you know what? Actually, Gintama—it's really, really funny, actually. But at the same time, there's something else underneath it all, and you can almost look at it as, as kind of satire of real life, you know. But oh yeah, yeah, definitely. But actually, a lot of people might say that when you look at when you read Gintama, especially the first like volume, you're just thinking, well. You know, this really isn't one of those kind of smart anime or smart mangas because Mm -hmm. because it's it's just so comedic and random. But actually, um, if you actually studied any of Japanese history, there are stuff stuff from the 12th century and whatnot. I I actually studied Japanese history, so so I know a little bit. So it kind of comes back here. (laughs) Whoa, shows up. Whoa, I see. Whoa, okay. But (laughs) um, actually, there's a lot of they call it like ukiyo-e, or there's just different kinds of arts in, from the Edo period and mm-hmm. before, that actually, like, they used to use animals to represent, uh, aristocrats, actually. W- but in Gitama, it's switched, you know, or not, not really switched, but the aristocrats are Japanese, right? But the, in Gitama, mm-hmm. the animals are foreigners, basically, you know? So yes. they kind of switched it, but the feeling from both this and there's some scrolls that actually have this, these animals in it too, They actually have the same feeling. They have uneasiness towards samurai, you know, and it's something that you can find in Japanese history, actually, from the Edo period and before. So it's kind of like, actually, he knows his history because he's flipping the script here, and he's not making the animals the aristocrats. He's making them the foreigners, but they have the same feeling towards the samurai. So I was just like, oh, oh yeah. wow, okay, well, this is not really a brainless manga or anime. It actually has some reference to history and to now. So, and not just because it's an Edo period or the clothes or anything like that. It's, it's there's actually something deeper going on here. So that's why I think that it's interesting that you have like Gintama Life Lessons as a podcast, even though you know you kind of just take the episode or the some arc or something, kind of dissect it a little bit, but. There is a lot there, and, and you're things that, that is, you know, anyone could connect with, so. <laughs> so thank you for that.
0: <laughs> oh, you're welcome, no, anytime.
1: Oh, so, since you do Gintama life lesson, I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna flip it a little bit, okay, and. Okay. I'm gonna do world trigger life lessons.
0: Oh boy. Yes. Well, uh, first off, real quick, uh, world trigger is very interesting, by the way. Not the most interesting cast of characters because there's a lot of characters to keep track of, and sometimes I forget the name of a lot of characters because there are so many, but I like the plot so far and I really want to see where it goes. Yeah, real quickly, uh, how, what do you, what do you think of World Trigger so far?
1: I think it's actually really great because I think well, l- let me do a life lesson part just like you. Okay, I'm I'm Colton now. Okay. So I'm Colton. Um, um okay. let me get my voice down. Hold on.
0: Mm. <laughs> well, I'm JT. hi there. Guys. This is Manga Corner <laughs> for the AMA uh, 3000 network. Uh, hello.
1: Well, I think the world trigger life lesson here is that Japan still hasn't gotten over its isolationism. That's basically what I think. <laughs>
0: I see, okay.
1: very serious. Oh my God, the world should end. No, no. Well, uh, (laughs) no, I think that World Trigger really does say a lot about Japan and foreign things, just like Gintama does this too, but World Trigger does it in a very Mm. different way, I think.
0: Very different. So
1: this is more, and this manga, I think, is more Japanese than other ones because actually there's a lot of uh, word plays and things on on be, like, uh, the main character, two main characters, basically. One, his name is Yuma Kuga. Another one is, uh, mm-hmm. Osamu Mikumo. I'm, I'm sorry if I mentioned yes. the names a little bit, but basically the world is attacked by these, these gates open. They look like black holes and these monsters come out, ah, kill people and stuff like that. And then there's an organization called Border that actually They they take some they learn the technology and they they actually use it to fight these monsters that come out of black holes and they they learn how to actually focus the black holes or A.K.A. the gates in these danger zones only. So now the cities are a lot safer now. They recruit a lot of youngsters to be part of the border organization. And oh, by the way, the monsters in this are called neighbors, which is kind of the opposite of what they actually. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel that it's funny because the main character, who actually is a neighbor, he comes in and he's a human neighbor. His name is... uh, I'm just going to call him Kuga, though. He comes in kind of like he doesn't know anything, you know, about the world, really. He just knows how to speak. And everyone keeps talking to him, like, yo, you're really not Japanese. You're really not from Japan. You're really a foreigner. You're really... They keep saying this, the first, like... 10 or so chapters, and you're just like, okay, I understand he's not from around there, but dude, who cares? It's fiction. You don't have
0: to Okay, guys, we get it. He's not Japanese. Yeah, yeah,
1: he's not Japanese. And not only that, he's not human, so then he has a double, like, minority kind of thing going on. So, like... (laughs) So...
0: They really gotta hammer that in, you know?
1: Yeah, and I'm like... Okay, a lot of modern, you know, contemporary manga now doesn't do that so much anymore. You know, they just, maybe there's like one or two lines, but this one is really hmm. like, like, man, you're not Japanese, dude. Wow. And then you're not human, dude. So you stay away from me. You know, I hate you. It's just like, <laughs> Japan, get over your isolationism. Jeez. You know, it's, yes, there's other people in the world besides the tiny island of Japan. Duh. You know, which is funny Whoa. because I live in Japan. So it's it's really strange. But yeah.
0: <laughs> <Didn't make it laughs> Did you
1: feel that when you're reading Gold Trigger?
0: I didn't feel that as hammered in, but then again, I live in the States, so I guess um, I don't get the same impression, or at least I don't get the same kind of impression you do because, obviously, I don't live in Japan, but uh I was too busy focusing on all the bullies being beaten up for the first three chapters. Yeesh. <laughs>
1: Yeah, there's always a lot of bullies. I'm like, dude, I know this is high school, but, like, this is, like, this is, like, 80s material right here. Like, hey, man, you're new. Let me punch you in the face. Like, okay, wow.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, let's screw with this guy again. It obviously, you know, worked out the first time. You know, right? (laughs) You know? Jeez. Well,
1: their memories do get erased whenever
0: that's right. That's the humans, right. I forgot about they that.
1: encounter any of the neighbors; they, they their memories get erased by the border. So I guess that's fine. I guess that's fine. They can just keep getting yeah, beat sure. up every time. So.
0: <laughs> so, so kind of tragic.
1: Yeah, this is like, and you know, it's funny. The main character, uh, Osamu, he's a really weak. Border member, and and this is like the epitome oh, yeah. of nobody is perfect because he is like you're just like god you're a main character why can't you be stronger dude (laughs) and he's not he's really weak but he has this you know this righteousness about him that he you know the heroism i guess that he wants to go after so
0: like i said earlier i don't think a lot of the cast of characters is particularly interesting just because we're introduced to so many of them in such a short span of time i feel like especially when it comes to osamu but what I like about Osamu is that, yes, he's probably the weakest character in the series. Well what he lacks in strength, he makes up for in his righteousness and his ideals and intelligence and ability to be able to read people in battle and come up with a very creative way to try to defend himself. And also his want to save others around him, just that general helpfulness about him.
1: Yeah, I, I find that very interesting because he, even though he's the weakest character that you, you probably will meet in the whole series, he's also the most that is probably going to change and become this really remarkable person. So I think. Oh, probably. He has the most potential. And ironically, it's, let's call it the strongest character. is Kuga. I feel like he has the least potential because he's already kind of set in his ways. And he's kind of used to fighting and used to doing this and that. So there's not much he can learn except about the human world. And even then, he's kind of like, well, I already came here, and I don't really
0: need to do anything. Yeah, he and um Jin in particular can already beat pretty much anyone they end up fighting because, you know, part of the main cast and... Especially Jin with his side effect of seeing into the future and all that. Isn't
1: that so awesome that that the side effects. Oh man, I like. Oh, I'm so glad he has something like this because it just gives it a little push in that in that direction where it's like, yeah, I guess yeah, everyone's not even, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> I I really like Jin a like, lot. I love his personality because he's he's kind of just like I am the super elite person, but I can see what's gonna happen to all of y'all, so don't mess with me, <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah, most people around him are just kinda like, Hey Jin, how how are you gonna take care of this? <laughs> I don't know, but I just will. <laughs> and I um I, I personally really like that about him, that he's so um confident in his abilities and obviously in his yeah, um definitely. side effect ability.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm you know what I'm really interested to see what happens to There's a girl who comes in later. Her name is Chica Amatori. She's a human. She attracts actually a lot of neighbors because of her high trion. tryon, Trion? I don't know which one it is, but it's, <laughs> it's basically like their chi, their force, their spirit kind of thing, you know. So their, she has their a really Yeah, their chakra, you know. <laughs> every every <laughs> anime has that, you know. You had Naruto had that, and Bleach had that, and and every and Dragon Ball Z had that, and you know? oh yeah, it's like okay, why can't you just all just say. Say like tea or spirit or something, so make Or energy. Words, or energy. Yes, that's the best one. See, even I'm making it up. Okay, so yeah, energy <laughs> is 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 better, you know. But no, you have to come with a new one. And every, you know, I don't. I really just don't like. It. Yeah. So, so. Um, are you ready for life lesson number two?
0: <laughs> yeah, sure, uh, but sure. Yeah, yeah, Colton. Sure, I'm ready for life lesson number two.
1: <laughs> okay. <clears throat> World trigger life lesson number two. Japan loves bureaucracy to the max, even when it comes down to trivial things.
0: <laughs> yes, I, I can, that, that I can definitely see a lot in the series. It's very apparent.
1: Yeah, so if you do not like bureaucracy, do not ever come to Japan. <laughs> but seriously, like in, in the series, you know, where they have to use their triggers. They always have to ask permission to use it, or to fight somewhere, or to do something, anything, even if it comes down to saving people's life, lives outside of the danger zones, border members can be punished for saving people's lives, even though that's their job.
0: Because <laughs> you know, it's against the rules, and all border members have to follow the rules, that's just, that's just, that's just the way we do things, you know.
1: Yeah, and it's just like, dude, just, just let it go. They saved you guys were too slow, obviously, and the whole point of you guys is to save people. So um uh hello <laughs>
0: Malfunction, malfunction.
1: And then they had a big meeting about it, right? <laughs> about this punishment in the first like volume or so. Like, okay, he uh who's it? Osamu, he turned he became he activated his trigger outside of the danger zone. You know, and when there was like these really dangerous, like, you know, neighbors around, and he saved people's lives because he knew that other people wouldn't get there in time. But yet, he should be punished. And not only punished, he should be punished by being taken to a meeting in the headquarters.
0: Well, I mean, meetings are pretty boring.
1: I know, that's punishment right there in itself. Like, come on now. Pretty much. And he's like 15 years old. Of course you don't want to go to no damn meeting. God damn. Like, it's, it's just, it's just, it's just, just so much bureaucracy that it's just like, it just, it's just like you can do without this whole scene right here and save so many pages. The manga would not be ripping out his hair every month if he had, if he could take out all those meeting things. So, (laughs) but
0: it it, it kind of, kind of reminds me of Futurama in a sense. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) For for, for some, for for some reason I, I think of the scene where I think there was an episode where, uh, Hermes is, uh, the stamper just kind of goes crazy and starts stamping everything. And then because he's such a beer guy, he just has to, he has to avoid everything that's been stamped around his room. <laughs> sure.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah, they do have the meetings with them when you listen to, on um, Futurama, when you, when you listen to like what the, what the professor says, you're just like, why, why are they doing this? Like they could just like, they have like brain mail or something or email or something. They you're just like, Hey, we're taking delivery here. You'd we'll be here by five, okay? And that's kind of it. But why no. does
0: paperwork even exist in the future? I know. That's another thing.
1: I know, and, and that's that's really funny to me. How there's all this traditional stuff, and you're just like, okay, this is like a thousand years to the future, dude, like for real. And then, or even in the World Trigger, it's obviously like more advanced than now. <laughs> so oh like, yeah. Yeah, you know, and. Why does why is everybody still wearing uniforms? Why does everyone still have the same exact things that you'll find yesterday in Japan or or anywhere that has private schools? And why are they still there? You know, why why I just I don't really get it. It's <laughs> it's it's manga. Yeah, it's manga. It's a fictional world. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but and you know what what i love about both of them though and i think that maybe uh i think you said this before in one of your podcasts before in life lessons is um that i know you said before like gintama if he stripped like some of the aliens and whatnot out of the the series it'd be kind of more like a funny slice of life story
0: oh yeah i i still believe in that even today
1: yeah i could see that because it's kind of has you know gintama has kind of that 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 pace where it's almost slow enough to be a slice-of-life pace. Like, you're just like, uh, okay, this is a little lull, here's a little climax here, but it doesn't go like, woo, out of here, out of control, unless you're unless it's some random page, and then well, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I I do remember saying that on um, episode zero, that without all of the sci-fi elements, and uh, without the amanto and all that, and without any of the space travel and all that, it would literally just be just these random people just happen to be meeting into each other and having these crazy, crazy little, not adventures, but crazy everyday little situations. Even with the most batshit crazy thing that'll happen, I, I think there was a recent manga arc that involved body switching, and at some point there's a giant buff dude with a cat face, and they have to go run around chasing this thing. And you don't get the context, especially when you don't read the chapter and you're like, oh man, even if I knew what was going on, this is such, this is, this shit's crazy, what's going on. Oh, you um,
1: know what? I bet, I bet the manga artist, he read Yama, Yamada and the Seven Witches, and that's exactly what happens most of the time in that manga. They body switch, really? and they run around. Yeah, it's really a funny manga, actually. But I'm not gonna get into it, because I actually <laughs> really like the series, so I can go on a tangent for a long time on it. But yeah, there's a lot of body switching, and they run around for, for, Chapters at a time, so maybe he read that and decided just to say, hey, let's put this in. We need a filler, you know.
0: <laughs> Jeez, like I was saying, anything, e- even with the most crazy thing happening, it's still, it could still be a relatively normal series, kind of, sort of. Yeah, yeah,
1: but you know, World Trigger, it's the same thing, if you took out all the sci fi elements. It's actually a lot slower than, than Gintama. And so if you take all the sci-fi elements from that, then you're, you're gonna get two slice of life that are kind of funny, but one's more for like kids kind of area and one's kind of like the Edo period kind of area. So they're a little, they're different, but you know, they have that pacing where they do lend themselves to be a slice of life if it wasn't for the sci-fi part.
0: Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, which is even funnier. Um, In Thomas's case, because uh I feel like Sirachi doesn't really even take it full advantage of his sci-fi elements anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, they're, they're just kind of there, but he still writes a relative, kind of, I, I can't even say relatively, kind of sort of normal manga.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. They definitely, I mean, they're different... You know, artists, of course, and different storytellers. Oh, yeah. So, of course, they're going to be very different. But I, you know, what? I really like Gintama, though because it does remind me of like the '90s style of, of manga where it's kind of there is a story going on somewhere. You kind of have to find it here and there, but you know, it's a lot. It focuses a lot more on the the comedy of the situation than than the whole storyline. So I'm like, oh, that's funny. And then World. Trigger's kind of the opposite, where there's this big storyline here, but they're kind of concentrating on these characters, only what's going to happen with these three people, and that's kind of it.
0: I just thought of something when you brought that up. I feel like that's a pretty good comparison to make with um, Gintama kind of sort of having a story, basically whenever it feels like. (laughs) And yes, it does focus on the comedy, but I feel like Gintama does a better job of really fleshing out its characters, uh, whereas World Trigger is... The focus on World Trigger is obviously more so the story. And there's still focus on the character, or the characters, but not enough to make them too interesting. Yeah. Besides maybe, again, in my opinion, besides Jin and uh, Kuga.
1: Yeah, but you know what? I feel that because Gintama is so... Even though it does have aliens and stuff like that, I feel like it's more on Earth, I guess, <laughs> and literally. And World Trigger is, you know... the. Think of the main characters and all the characters in it. They're all, they always say, say the age of each character and none of them, mm-hmm. besides the board members, are over 25. So that's usually like 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 year old people in in this manga and that's kind of it. So it kind of, if you compare it to, it seems world triggered. It's kind of like they're still young. Like these kids are young. And oh, so yeah. was, And so is the manga. So of course you're mm-hmm. not going to have this really great character development, it's going to come very slowly because these are still kids that they're dealing with.
0: That's a good point.
1: Yeah, but Gintama, I i feel like I can see why Gintama is so famous in the United States and here in Japan. So so it's really funny, and it definitely lends itself to the old school ways of doing manga. So,
0: <laughs> oh, fam- Famous is really overselling it, but...
1: Yeah, Th- that's, it's, neither.
0: It's, that's neither here nor there. I
1: think, it's, I think, well, okay, popular. How about that? Popular.
0: <laughs> I mean, we we could... I don't want to go on too long about, about this, but I, I always feel like the way I see it is that Gintama has more... I mean, Gintama has definitely gotten a lot more attention compared to when Viz Media first brought out the manga over here, but I feel like it's because... I feel like thanks to the anime being so readily available on Crunchyroll... And how long the anime has existed. I feel like thanks to the anime that the series itself has gotten a lot more attention again compared to when it first was released over here. But even then I still feel like Gintama, at least when it comes to the states, has still kind of a cult following. More people know about it, but you don't, you still don't really see it a lot. But, but that's just, that's just my opinion though. Well,
1: let's just say this. Gintama is more Popular in the United States, than Ampaman. <laughs> okay, and if you don't know Ampaman is, that means that I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: that's that's a fair comparison to make. It's the oh, Superman gonna... of
1: Japan, basically,
0: or something like that.
1: Yeah, and it's really funny because Ampaman and Doraemon are both famous in Japan. Oh yeah, they're the most. Oh okay, I want to say the most most famous, but they're up there, you know. And then we, oh yeah, yeah. And, and then when you have, uh, but then, like, my students, I, I always use Gintama in all my, or, or Goku or Rukia or something, Ichigo or something. I always use anime, cause they love anime, you know? And mm-hmm. they'll, they'll look at it, and then they'll, they just, like, test me on it, like, oh, who's, who's, uh, who's Gintama? And I'm like, You mean Gintama from the manga? This guy? And I draw it really quickly. Oh yeah, I was just testing it. And then they go back to doing their, whatever they're doing. And I'm just like, are you serious? You're just testing me just to see if I know what it (laughs) is, even though I made all of this. Okay. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So they know, they know, but you know, if I, the same thing with American kids, they probably would only know Goku and Vegeta and Piccolo. <laughs> that's probably kind of it. So
0: maybe Luffy.
1: Luffy, maybe. Well, I don't maybe. know. Maybe I don't know if Luffy. Yeah, I mean, Luffy. One Piece is still on in the states, maybe on Cartoon Network or something. Oh one. yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah, that's that's very famous here. That's very. Especially in Okinawa. That is like the number one anime in in Okinawa. It's funny how in a, a lot of Manga, anime isn't famous in the States, but it is here in Japan where it comes from. So it's really funny, you know?
0: Yeah, the way I see anime in the States is, oh, people like Naruto, people like Bleach. Maybe people like One Piece. Yeah, yeah. And that's about as far as it goes with with the general populace over here. But again, that's just the way I see it.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. I I agree, but you have to you have to also look at people like their ages and you know like the older like I'm I'm sorry I'm from the older area. Thing. I'm, I mean because I'm I'm a lot not a lot older but a little bit. I'm a different almost a different generation than you. Okay, so
0: <laughs> that's that's a fair point. That's a fair point.
1: So you know I grew up with like Ninja Scroll and like uh Gogo and just of course Dragon Ball Z, Sailor Moon, that kind of stuff. But the, you know the newer generation has the Naruto and Bleach and stuff like that, and now the newer, newer generation is starting to go into uh, this other place, like Kill a Kill or something like that, you know. So yeah. So it's starting to become a lot different each generation, but I mean, oh, yeah. I mean that just that just goes with the the way that the Japanese anime and manga industry is going. So <laughs> game show segment. Now, we're going to play a little, short little game, and we're actually going to take a game from a Japanese, pretty much a Japanese parlor game, I guess, and the word for it is shiritori, and it's basically a word game. Have you ever heard of this game before, Colton? Yes, I have. You have? Okay. So, basically, here's the rules. I'll say a word, and the last letter in in the word, you have to say a word that is the, that starts with the last letter I said. So... I see. But it's all, since we're on a manga podcast, it can be, it has to be titles. And they have to be titles from either an anime, a manga, or a Japanese movie, or a Japanese video game. So I, I give you a broad spectrum here. <laughs> all
0: right, all right. <laughs> yes.
1: And the good thing is that you can use either the English title or the Japanese title, whatever one works for you. So, for example, okay. if you want an A, you can use Attack on Titan. But if you wanted S, you can use Attack on Titan's Japanese title, which is Shingeki no Kyojin. So you can use S. So either one will work. Yeah. So do you want to start with the word, or with the title, I should say? And then we can just go from there.
0: Just give me a second to look at my shelf. Yeah. Anything
1: <laughs> is okay, so.
0: I don't know, just off the top of my head, Astro Boy.
1: Astro Boy. Why? Start with the Why? Yu Yu Hakusho, so O.
0: Oh. <laughs> or on High School Host Club.
1: Berserk, K.
0: K on. Koi. Mm, I'm not sure if this one counts. Eyes. Eyes. <laughs> hmm. Over over here, it's it's uh, romanized as I S.
1: Oh, okay. But it's
0: pronounced. It. Yes. okay, yeah. that's
1: fine. So then we'll just go off. You want to go off the English one? So S.
0: Oh, yes.
1: Okay. S. Okay. S. Then I will go with Soul Eater. E. Uh, sorry. R.
0: <laughs> uh, Veroni Kenshin.
1: N. Okay. Another N. Uh, Neo Tokyo. O. Hmm. Another O. Huh. Yeah.
0: Oh, here's an easy one. One Piece.
1: Uh, e. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Maybe you might not have read this, but you might know of it. Emma. A.
0: Sounds very familiar. Manga. Um oh, what's it called? Akamatsu. You? Yep.
1: Okay. Okay, this is the English title and it's actually for a BL series. It's called Umbrella. <laughs> ah. <laughs> it starts with the uh, ends with the A.
0: Ends with an A, huh? Uh I'm not sure if you've heard of this title. Um Anima. Sorry, the A? Yes.
1: Okay. A Appleseed. D.
0: D. D Gray Man.
1: Ah, oh, man, I love that series, too. Uh, hmm. Okay, there's a lot of Neos out there. I just try to pick one of them. Oh, wait. Japanese game. Ninja Gaiden. N. Ah, okay.
0: <laughs> and another N. All right. Nagima.
1: Ma. Ah. Uh, uh, hmm. Um. <laughs> Attack on Titan. and N. <laughs>
0: Wasn't another N, wasn't another N. Come on, Shelf, don't fail me now. <laughs> um, ooh, Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind.
1: I knew you were to say that. I knew it. Okay, D. <laughs> D. Okay, D. What's the D one? Dang, you already said D, Man. Dang it. Uh.
0: Yep. D. D. I I can okay. think of an easy one, but I'm obviously not going to give it away.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Ah, dead or Alive. <laughs>
0: okay. Um. E, e?
1: yeah. Uh, Not a
0: lot that starts with an E.
1: (laughs) There's a very famous one.
0: Ooh, Ice Shield 21.
1: 21. So should we go with the one E? Uh,
0: uh, Um, let's 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 go with um. Okay, we can we can go with E.
1: Okay. E. Evangelion. N.
0: Uh, Ah.
1: Damn it.
0: Uh, Ooh, Naruto.
1: Damn it. Okay, I'll do the last one then. Last one.
0: <laughs> okay. O is okay. gonna
1: be Oku, which is a manga from some fake period in in Japanese history. So. <laughs> JD eight. Colton eight. It's a draw. That was fun though, right? <laughs> that,
0: that 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 was pretty fun. Yeah, you kind of stumped me there for a couple of times.
1: Yeah, same here. But um yeah actually if you ever want to anybody has an anime club or anything like that you can play this game with your board members or your 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 clubs as a kind of a filler or, or icebreaker into anime manga video games or anything Japanese.
0: I wish I uh, came up with that when I had my uh, anime club back in high school that would have been really fun
1: yeah it's you can The way that I usually use it is you can use a board and, you know, someone will write it down, and then the next person will come up and write the next one. So you can do it, or you can do it verbally like we just did it, and that's also very fun. But Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so this game is, once again, tori. okay? So you can look it up on Wikipedia, and I'll provide a link as well so that you can find it. But um actually that's the end of our podcast for today and I Already. Like, already, yes. And like <laughs> thank you so much for coming on and sharing some life lessons with us from Gintama and a little bit with about World Trigger and also wow. playing this game with me. Yes, thank you very much.
0: <laughs> no, the pleasure's mine. Thank you for having me on. It no, was fun.
1: No problem. So if people want to find you or listen to your podcast, where do they go?
0: If you want to listen to Life Lessons, the Gintama manga cast, uh, please visit our website, uh, www.gintalifelessons.wordpress.com. Or if you're more of a fan of Dragon Ball and you want to hear three schmucks talk about 10% Dragon Ball manga 90% of the time screwing around um, and trying to be funny, you can visit us at www.aadv.wordpress.com. But uh, I guess if maybe you just want to follow me, I'm always up to talk on Twitter, SniperKing323. And I think that's about it.
1: Okay, so thank you very much. You guys, please go to his website and listen to his podcast. It's really funny. Tweet him and befriend him. He's really cool. So I Yay. I will attest to that. So, <laughs> Okay, so thank you for listening to another episode of the Manga Corner here on Anime3000.com. See you later. Ah!
0: thank you for listening to the a3k network visit our website at anime3000.com to find even more content from the producers of this show be sure to share your thoughts about this episode by leaving some feedback in our comment section want to be featured on a future episode send your questions to contact at anime3000.com and address it to the podcast of your choice You can even leave a voicemail at 954-780-6201. That's 954-780-6201. And as always, thank you for being you.